This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Enough. Enough. Enough of I can't. Enough of life is hard. Enough of my story is different. Enough of being the victim of your life, playing a small, secondary, insignificant role, while you can have the primary, leading, big role. You have what it takes to be empowered, successful, and live blissfully on earth. Your moment to rise is now. Your time to shine is today. What are you waiting for? My guest of the day is an exceptional woman. She went through so much. She went through cancer, through divorce, through a loss of dear ones. But she never stopped believing. She never stopped experiencing life on her own terms and rules. She never stopped growing. Growing even from the darkness. Growing thanks to the darkness. My guest of today is Joe Bailey. The one and the only. Hello, hello, beautiful Joe. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here today. It's an honor to have you, Joe. Mm. I've dreamt about having you on the Empowered Podcast the whole <laughs> way. <laughs> you were on my list since the Empowered Podcast was just an idea last year, and oh. now it's a a reality and you're here so oh well honestly the privilege is really all mine thank you so thank much you, dear my dear. thank you i'm so excited about our discussion today because i know that your story is unique and that we can offer a different perspective to all the women out there about how we can go through the tunnel of darkness and emerge not just survive out of it but thrive and discover who our truth our authentic self our you know most beautiful potential and version in life so i'm very excited about the story and what it can contribute to to you know the wider community so thank you so much for sharing it with us no problem (laughs) to start off let's just know who is joe Bailey. <laughs> well, I'm a writer, editor, author, and I'm also the founder of Uniting Canterbury Women. Well, a co-founder of Uniting Canterbury Women. So we're a, a group for women in Canterbury, bringing women of all cultures and ethnicities together. And it's been a really amazing journey that we've had over the last three years. So I guess, yeah, I'm quite a busy lady. But I love, <laughs> I love everything that I do. I just love everything. It's all about creation and connecting people and adding value. And I met you at one of the, you know, you know, these organization events and it was amazing. That's why I was so inspired about what you are doing and the impact you are having on all of us in the community, especially after March 15 and all what you've done. So thank you for that. (laughs) No problem. So 
usually when I ask people about who they are, they give, they tell me about what they are doing. And that's exactly what you've done. You know, you're an author, you're, uh, you're co, uh, you, you have created the Uniting Contrabury, you know, Women Contrabury, for Contrabury, and you're doing amazing work. But how do you define yourself aside from roles you're playing in life? How do I define myself? That's a really interesting question. I think I'm a... Gosh, that is quite a tricky question. (laughs) Take your time, Naraj. How do I define myself? I think I'm a compassionate person Mm. and a kind person. And I have a real desire to make a difference in Mm. any way that I can. And I guess... I like to think that I'm someone that leads from the heart, mm. whether that is with you know my family or friends or my community. Mm. I think people are very, very important to me. Connection and storytelling is really the essence of who I am in all these aspects of. So in my my business, uh, I'm a freelance writer and editor. Um, whether I'm writing books or with my community work, getting people together, sharing their stories, I think that's really at the heart of it. And I think that all of our stories are so critical and important and then when we share them we learn so much from each other Mm. don't we Um, yeah absolutely whatever our whatever our backgrounds I think our story really is everything and if it's over you know coffee and cake all the better Mm -hmm. you can heal with a story you can awaken with a story you can empower with a story you can protect somebody with a story and that's exactly what we are doing in the empowered podcast sharing stories to awaken heal empower women so i think storytelling and story writing is very important and we've discussed about it many times it's about you writing your story you know it's not just letting the you be the story yeah it's about taking the pen taking the responsibility the ownership and writing the different chapters of your own story the story of your life absolutely and i think when we can get to that stage where we feel ready to do that it's Mm. a very exciting place to be isn't it a very empowering and exciting place that's what we are trying to do through the empowered podcast you're doing wonderful work thank you so much joe thank you so Every and each one has a metamorphosis story, a yes. change story. Yes. What's your story, Jo? Well, I guess my story, I can go right back to when I was um, a 23-year-old young woman. I got married. I had a couple of children after a couple of years spent overseas. Unfortunately, I was in quite an unhappy uh, marriage with my my lovely two wee children. Um, I was actually in an abusive relationship, which mm. was very, very difficult And then um, my mum was diagnosed with terminal cancer and then soon after I was diagnosed with cancer and given um, 60, 40 odds to survive. So my life was really on a knife edge and I remember just looking at my two little children and deciding in that minute that I had to be really strong, I had to live Mm. for my children and that was really cancer was really the catalyst for me that got me out of a really hard situation and gave me so much strength so from there um, the day after my last uh, chemotherapy um, my husband left and uh, it was actually for me it was the best thing that actually happened and I really took my power after that Mm. and spent the next 20 years bringing up my children as a single mum I started my business so the metamorphosis really happened from from really you know it was a very dark place for me but I remember feeling 
incredibly when I I moved into a wee house with my children and I just felt such peace and happiness and joy and I remember my family saying why are you so happy mm. but I knew that it was the start of a new life for me and, and a better one and that I could in that space begin to start writing my story how I wanted it to be wow. and write it also for my children as well mm. and um, take them out of, of not a, a very nice situation so that was pretty um, that was really the start of it and and I learned so much during all those years of bringing them up on my own mm. and and I learned how to do things I never thought I could do um, that I'd probably deferred to, you know, a man before. I learned mm. how to deal with the cat bringing in mice and all those kinds of things that terrified wow. me. It sounds such a small thing, but, um, mm. you know, I, I was it. And so I had to learn a lot about being the everything, the provider mm. and the carer. And it was very, very busy, but I wouldn't swap a minute of it because I could create the home uh, that and the the peace and you the, stepped into your power and yeah, you, I did you created a different story for yourself and your kids. That's right, and I think weirdly, you know, having cancer actually saved my life. Mm. And th- that's the point I want to discuss with you because listening to you talking about what you've been through actually. And then seeing that sometimes in a very magical, weird, uh, unexpected ways, chaos happens, destruction happens, Mm. and then creation and building starts for creation and building to start. So sometimes we see the darkness as darkness, but darkness is just the beginning for the crossing towards the light. Absolutely. Mm. I I completely agree with Mm. you. And I think that time... It gave me so much strength and belief in myself. Mm. When I look back, it was a a time where I I kind of liken it to finding that I had steel inside me, Mm. that I was strong. I was stronger than I thought. And I felt that if I could deal with that in nearly losing my life and I I felt that I could deal with anything. And I think it also gave me the ability to not be afraid to try things I thought Mm. you know my life was on a bit of a knife edge there for a while and so I think if I see a possibility or something I want to try I think why not Mm. whereas I probably wouldn't have been like that when Mm. I was younger so I think so you opened up I did for life definitely so as much as that was a very difficult uh, time it was also a very transformational time Mm. and it was like going through the fire it really was, but then the yeah. other getting I, and and you, I see in your story the polarity of life. You know, the disease and then the health, and then the darkness and the light, and then the death and then the rebirth and life. I see you as a very alive woman, full of life, giving life to others, giving hope, creating things. So all these shifts coming from one polarity to the another. Mm. I know it was not an easy journey. What helped you through I had this gra- big crossing? I think great friends to start with. Great female friends. Mm. Um, one very spiritual friend mm. who really helped me see things from a different perspective as well. And she was mm. very pivotal into my life, wow. in my life at that time, and was an amazing support to me. But also helped me to see 
the bigger picture of oh. what I was going through yeah. and not to get stuck in um, the events so much that were, that were happening but to trust, start to mm. trust that there was a bigger picture unfolding mm. and um, and to see a way forward into a future that was much brighter. Was that surrender? Would you call it surrendering? Yes, definitely part of it. Mm. Part of it was surrendering. I think also I wasn't brought up in... Um, Uh, in in a spiritual way so that was like a big awakening for me that Mm. happened at the same time so that was really what I needed at the time which helped me to get out of the the events that were happening and to see a different way forward in a different way Mm. Um, so that was so definitely and I just had such great you know great girlfriends who were guiding supporting me and helping mm. me and and know. i see a pattern in your life joe you always the price is very high before you get in an awakening any type of awakening like you you got the divorce and then the ca- cancer and then divorce and then so you can get your freedom and start a new life and get your awakening and then we talked about the loss of your brother so you can connect again with a dear one and so there is always loss so you can gain. Have you n- noticed this pattern in your life? Yes, I have. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm kind of ready for the lessons, perhaps not to be quite so <laughs> challenging. No, when you awaken to the pattern, you break it and then you're free from yeah, it. Yeah, I, I kind of think, yeah, my brother's passing last mm. year was, it was very, very, very hard and very yeah. sad. Um, but there's, but there was also a lot of healing mm. in our family. Um, he actually brought a lot of healing to our family. Yeah. And so so I think it's important to be able to look back, isn't it, and see mm. what the... It's not Traumatic j- events, they bring healing after yes. them. And this happens at many occasions in throughout your life. Yes. So whenever there is a challenging point, there is, you know, remedy... Yes. Just right after it or with it happening. Yes. And I think this is very amazing to see and to notice in your timeline, actually. Yes, there's been quite a few different, you know, different sort of challenges, I guess, because my mum, you know, we lost my mum young and then my wee boy um, had, had a stroke and, mm. and we nearly lost him too. So, but I mean, lots of families go through yeah. so much heartache. It's mm. not unusual. It's, it's, it's life. It's life. Yeah. And I think it's... Um, when we go through hard things, it's how we respond. I think mm. that's the key. How we how we grow mm. um, and how we choose to and go the forward. Reward, because one yes. of the secrets of the universe is, whenever there is challenging time, there is with it at the same time the reward. Some yes. people, when they are drawn into uh, drowning into the challenging times, into the darkness, they cannot see the light, but the light is always there. It is. Yeah, and for you, I can see it with every dark moment. There, there, there was light, you know, within yes. it. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think I always knew the light would come, and mm. I think that's what sustains me through the times that have been mm. dark. Is that I do feel, I always believe. Mm faith yeah i have the faith the light is always there the light is the light is always there and Mm. i think we really have to hold on to that 100 percent. i love it so what was the two yes great connection great friends they help us through dark times and without them the crossing is not possible 
what's the personal tool? That's something from the external, but internally, what is it that helped you through dark, difficult, challenging times? I think having trust in myself Mm. and belief in myself that I perhaps hadn't had before, Mm. um, especially being in the situation that I'd been in and I guess being pushed down. And um, so I rediscovered myself. Mm. I I really discovered my strength. I gained belief that I could kind of do anything if I put my mind to it. And I think, you know, when you left, I was left on my own with my children and and, but I was happy um, mm. and I was determined that I was going to give them the best, you know, childhood that I possibly could. So I just really focused on, on that, I guess, and the strength and my faith that um, I guess surrendering to the process almost mm. and, and being believing that believing that everything was going to work out fine and just kind of you know, going with the flow. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And creating new things. And creating we'll new talk, things, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about the creation bit in in uh, uh, in few uh, moments, but I always teach that there is the awakening, then the healing should happen. Yes. And then the empowerment comes. Yes. Yeah. So tell us a bit about your awakening, healing, empowerment journey. Um, well, the awakening definitely happened back, back at uh, 20 just over 20 years ago that was definitely the start of the awakening the healing uh, that that took time it's a journey it, it's a real journey it <laughs> is a, it is a real layers. journey yeah. and I think that is something that the healing journey unfolds doesn't mm. it I think there are certain things that we do to help ourselves along that journey mm. um, caring for our, our bodies and um, and our minds and spirits and what I want to actually share with other women is that healing is our responsibility. Yes. We should take this responsibility, take ownership and heal ourselves from any trauma from the past, from any childhood wounds, from any limiting beliefs. We don't wait for others to do it for ours, for us. We need to take that because the inner job, the inner work is our responsibility. And for you, obviously, you've done a lot of healing. Tell us how how did it happen? Was it something, was it self-healing or you went to a coach? Or how did it happen? Uh, I think definitely talking to, uh, you know, my spiritual friends mm-hmm. has definitely helped me along that journey. I've been really mindful, especially over the last, I would say, 10 years of really caring for um, my body. Mm. Um, so being very conscious about it. So covering those aspects on the physical side um you know the diet and not a diet but eating very healthily um I do a lot of yoga and meditation and walking very gentle exercise but I find that really keeps me in balance as well but in terms of healing from from trauma um writing Mm. has been a big thing for me so keeping journals I find that that is just such a wonderful tool and so I've got writings that go way back you know 20 Mm. years and I try to do at a minimum kind of a a wrap-up of a year I write probably about three or four times a year each year Mm. and then kind of wrap up a year and then write at the start of the year how I'd like you know kind of set intentions for the year ahead so I find that works really well and then then it's kind of fun to review that and Mm. and say oh my gosh I've been writing that same thing for five years it hasn't (laughs) happened yet but that intention the universal you know one day but I think writing 
is such a healing thing to do. It is healing. It, because it actually gets um, the trauma or the stress or it gets us out of our body, out of our mind. I find sometimes the writing is almost automatic. Mm. It just flows there out. There is something called automatic writing yes. and it is a healing technique. Uh, yes. Because all what we are having inside is like they are, it's, a, it's like a poison mm. that's festering unless we take it out somehow and we are doing it by actually when we write down we are taking all this darkness and exposing it to the light yes. and this is a huge healing can happen here huge healing because mm-hmm. what's holding us back from healing yes. it's not being able or being brave enough to face the darkness inside. Yes. But when we put it on a paper, it's there. Yes. And you start facing it and yes. exposing it. And it's the healing can, tri- you know, get started from that point on. I yeah. can completely agree with you. And mm. I never really thought about it in that beautiful way that you've mm. just expressed it. But it's absolutely right. Yeah. Because you're not, it's not locked in you yeah, anymore. Yeah. And it's Set there. it free. Yeah. But it's also, I think, too, sometimes, you know, when we confront something, it's never quite as scary as we thought mm. when, yeah. when we look at it. 100%. Um, and we go, okay, I don't have to push you under the bed or mm. I can actually not quite make friends with you, yeah. but I can, let's. Because yeah. when it's inside, you think it's a monster, but you put it on the on the on the on the on the on the paper it's mm. like a cat that you can easily yeah. tame <laughs> well i think yeah. i think that's very true so i th- mm. i really really think writing is mm. a great is a great way cuz i think talking about it really helps mm. i never did any therapy or formal therapy but do I, this friend was part of your spiritual tribe spiritual yes. family yes that's why she, she had this contract with healing contract with you that yeah, helped you. yeah definitely yeah, yeah. and um yeah so i think mm. yes i think it's just just an amazing way to mm. to kind of process things because i think sometimes even with talking we can talk about things but we can still go around in circles mm. sometimes and the, the trauma stays very much yeah. locked in or or it's almost like validating it sometimes mm. because we talk about it mm. and go round and round in circles, but yeah. there's not a resolution sometimes. That's what I found. 100%. So I think it's finding those ways to and when you beyond it. when you put down things, you see yourself bigger than them. Yes. And healing starts from there. Yeah, you feel this empowerment. I can beat that, or I can go through uh, over that, or things like that. Yes. Other, if it's there, it is like it, it's killing you. It's eating you up alive, yes. and yes. you think that it's bigger than you. But yes. the moment you take it out and you detach yourself, we talked about detachment. Yes, you definitely. detach yourself from that's not me. That's just something I'm going through. Yes, and you feel this that you're bigger than than it. Yes. you you start getting hold of the whole situation. Absolutely, yeah. mm. absolutely. I completely agree with you. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. So, what was we talked about the tool that helped you, which is writing. And that's, um, you know, I'm 100% fully agreeing with you. Writing is a magical healing tool. And we talked about connecting with one of our, the member of our spiritual family. And this can be healing as well. Tell us a bit about the empowerment piece of it. How did you cross from the awakening healing to the empowerment? How did you find your voice and your mission and what you are here for, Joe? 
I think it actually started um, very soon after um, my marriage broke up. So my children were six and three at the time. And so the friend, my very good friend uh, who helped me, uh, we actually wrote a, a comedy musical together. Okay. And I ended up going on stage and being one of the characters. <gasps> so I actually had this... It was just so much fun. So I actually learned how to play again and have oh. fun and mm. express myself in that way. Again, it was around story. Mm. But that was really just the thing that I needed. And for everybody, it, you know, I know it can be different. But for me, it got me out of my shell. Mm. It got me having fun, being with an, a great group of people. Um, and it was just, it was just so cool. And then after that, I thought, well, that was kind of cool perhaps I could write that that book or Mm. so it gave me a lot of confidence to give things a try Mm. so after that the empowerment started coming in I guess it was in projects to a degree but things that I may have thought oh I can't do that Mm. too why can't I do that so there was quite a flip of um I guess belief in myself that Mm. I could that I could so sort of challenging or the ideas you had about yourself and yeah, yeah definitely yeah. instead of perhaps well you should kind of know your place and you know this is how you need to identify yourself mm. I felt very free and that I could decide like you you've talked about about writing your own story mm. that I could start to decide what I wanted to do in my life I love it and if things and it's a wee bit like is it Marie Kondo who says about cleaning out your house and throwing out the things that don't spark joy you know (laughs) yeah it's sort of like doing that so I I guess then I just really started thinking about do I want to do this does it spark joy and I've gone down roads where I've worked on things that haven't really sparked joy but then Mm. it's like okay well there was a lesson there that Mm. I can't write a sort of and then, yeah, so just trying to fill my life. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because I think when you connect, when the awakening happens and you start connecting with your soul, mm. the soul is here to have fun, actually. Yeah. Grow and have fun, actually. Mm. So, And we are so serious about life and about our goals and about... Uh, so I think having fun, enjoying life, you know, and feeling this force of life that's running through us yes. is very vital for us enjoying the whole experience because the experience is very dull if we don't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the fun activities that you have integrated into your life and that they are adding this spark into your life? Mm, that's interesting. I guess... Um, because we need to be conscious about having we do, fun and we enjoying. Do. So, yeah. For me, it's getting together with my groups of female friends. Oh, yeah. Just uh, whether that's socially or like do a lot of walking with mm. with friends and getting together with my children who are now in their late 20s. So they've both left home, but, you know, very family-oriented mm. person. So we have fun games nights and oh, dinners and things I like that. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's it's those – as I've got older, I guess my priorities have changed a bit about what fun fun means. But for me, it's, it's really, you know, just – talk you know communicating talking yeah. sharing stories laughing mm. enjoying and then having you know enjoying or enjoyment it's like your gps and you always ask am i enjoying this so yes. it, it is the thing that is 
dragging you or that that's that's triggering you or that's energizing you it's not is it useful or beneficial no does it give me joy or not and the, that's a very advanced actually uh, level but i think we need to be very conscious about integrating joy in our life because we should be enjoying this life experience it's very enjoyable one and we should be finding consciously ways of making it even more enjoyable oh i think so too i think so and i think having passions Mm. um i think perhaps because i'm a creative person Mm. i guess like i was talking to my cousin the other day and she's an artist and um she's on on her own too and she was just saying we were just both saying we could never imagine being bored because there's just so much we want to do. Yeah, that's and, so true. and I think so maybe having a creative mind is a bit oh. of a, um, like for me, there's never enough hours in a day oh. because of, there's always so much that I want to yeah. be doing. But that's, but I just enjoying think, is a feeling. Yes. So sometimes we tie, you know, enjoyment with doing. But enjoyment is a feeling, so sometimes we just need to enjoy being without doing anything. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And that's mm. what I definitely struggle with Mm. because I'm such a doer. Mm. So um, I need to work on how to be. How to detach enjoyment from, you know, doing and just being. Because I love just being. I love just curling up with a book. That's one of my favorite things to do. But then... After about half an hour, an hour, I'm kind of like feeling guilty, like I should be doing. Yeah. So that's, and yeah. we talked about the masculine and feminine energy battling mm. inside of yes. uh, of you. I, I think that you are you are maintaining a huge, amazing balance between masculine and feminine energy within you. I've seen okay. that, and all what you are creating is uh, the evidence of that. But there is still a wee thing to do. <laughs> oh, there yeah. always. Um, gosh, I'm by yeah. no means. I mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we're we evolving been, yeah. all the time. We have been conditioned to to look at curling up with the book as a lazy time, but it's not. It's a resourceful no. time. It's, it's enjoyment restful. time. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yes. Just feeling this joy might be a point of attraction to something else, just this feeling. Yes. You know, it can open doors to something else. So we underestimate, uh, because of the way we have been raised, you know, the power of feeling joy and happiness and just enjoying our uh, own self, you know, yes, company. Definitely. Is, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. My question now to you, uh, Joe, is what's next now? What's next? Oh, wow. <laughs> Lots of exciting plans. Yes. <laughs> I definitely um, want to write more books. Hmm. Definitely more books. Um, I love I mean, I'm I'm really lucky in that I've got lovely clients that I work with. So I, I actually really genuinely love my work. Mm. So the work side of things is great. But with Uniting Canterbury Women, it's it's really so exciting. Mm. We've got more events planned. Mm. We've just launched a big newsletter yeah. telling the stories of women um, across all cultures in our community. Mm. And that's really exciting and really important to me. Mm. I think it's another way of um, connecting and I guess even educating us all yeah. about um, yeah. about all our all our stories, and I yeah. just love the fact that all our all the stories sit alongside each other. We're mm. very much about if you identify as a woman, that's it. You're oh. you're in. That's I right. Love it. That's yeah. it. And and I yeah. think that stories are like a shortcut. If you have a chapter that's supposed to take. 10 years of your time and then you see uh, you listen to another story it, it might just 
ignite you and you find a shortcut for your story and you gain time and energy and uh, I think stories are magical and what you are doing is magical thank you (laughs) I truly truly believe that because I believe in the power of storytelling and when women get together, they create magic. <laughs> oh, there is no, there is absolutely no doubt. Yeah, and really, you know, it all came about because it was a, it was a real prod from my soul. Mm. You know, after going to one of the, um, the vigils after mm. the terror attack, and you know, I donated the flowers, donated money. I went to the vigil, and it was lovely. And I was hugging other Pakeha people, mm. and I thought. I felt disconnected oh. and I thought there, there has to be a way mm. that we can mm. really wrap love around your community and be be more physically connected and and then it kind of grew and then it became about women from all cultures and how could I love we that, yeah. and so that's sort of how but I remember getting up on the morning of the, after mm. the vigil and the idea came to me to create an event mm. and I remember um, my left brain going oh you're so busy you know like how are you gonna like do something else you're already yeah. so busy but I remember it was almost like my soul was giving me a push in the backside and going Ah no, you're doing this. No, oh, this is what you meant to do, yeah. and it's been the most incredible journey. And I reached out to Zara, you know, Husseini, mm. who was my only Muslim friend at the time. Mm. And now, I mean, oh wow, you know, wow. just I, the the journey. If I hadn't taken that step, yeah, I would never have known the real joy that I would have missed out on. So listening to the soul and the nudge of the soul, that's mm. that's what helped you oh. start in this whole yes. journey. Yes. Oh, okay. And I think, you know, even if I go right back to when I left my marriage, mm. it was the soul going oh. because I remember saying mm. to a friend, you know, I've if 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 I don't leave I might die. Mm. And I but that wasn't that was coming mm. from that was a real you've got to it was a real push. Mm. And it so we are always supported and guided. But, Absolutely. Uh, but if we don't notice that, you know, yes. yeah, we miss it. And you were noticing and taking yes. action on what, you know, you were listening and the guidance you were yes. receiving. And that changed your life and changed, yes. yeah, how you express your life and this identity in this lifetime space yes. reality. And the, this is, apart from having my children, I think this is, the most purposeful thing I've done in my life. Oh. I feel really, really believe that. Mm. And but I can still picture myself standing in my bedroom like a movie. And it oh. was like literally like a physical push wow. that I had, you know, mm. with the the I don't know if you'd say rational, but you know, that the mind going mm. You, you know, you don't need to be doing any any more than yeah. you're already doing. Yeah. But Stay in your comfort zone. You're okay. Yeah. Why venture outside? That's it. It's risky. It's scary there. Yeah. That's it. But, but my you life, took, yeah. yeah. You were you brave enough to not listen to yeah. the mind and listen to the soul. Listen to the soul. Aww. And I think that is the... I think yeah. that's the thing. That's the key. I think that's the key in your story, Joe. Yeah. You've always, you know, there is the mind and the soul battling, but the soul always wins. Yes. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. And mm. I think the tools, I, I, I get up and do yoga every morning mm. and I meditate when I go to bed at night. And I think that starting and ending the day mm. in that way, it really helps. I really notice when I, 
I don't um, mm. do one or the other. I really mm. notice my sleep's bad or I, I feel like I'm in a rush during the day, mm. or, you know. Yeah. I, so I think those kinds of whatever the tools are could be mm. having a warm bath or lighting candles or yeah. special music, whatever it is that gets us into that. 100%. And we cannot live life, navigate life just with the physical self. We need our mm. spiritual self. Definitely. We need both. We need both to have a good quality life. Absolutely. Oh, beautiful. I love that. What's your last advice to all the women listening to us? What can you tell them? I would say be true to yourself. Mm. Listen to your soul. And I think it's about thinking about our joys and passions and dreams as women and not being afraid to follow them growing yeah and grow. we need to grow yeah. yeah yeah and just really you're growing into like i'm getting older now but i'm you're still young i'm, Come on. I'm you should, young at heart you, you should see her <laughs> young <at She's> heart. <laughs> <laughs> you're very young young on the inside but yeah. i think um yeah I, I think i'm getting better and I'm getting older because I'm really growing more into my true self uh, with every year. That's it. Yeah. You're enjoying your own yes. being and, more and, and more. And I'm not saying it's perfect or I don't get wrecked no. with self-doubt and all There's of that no thing or fear or all of that stuff. But perfection is a myth. There is yeah. no perfection no, here. There no, there is zero perfection. Yeah, and we need to accept that and live with it. But that's part of the human experience too. So it's not trying to attain this mm. perfect kind of... No, life or no. it's not about that but i think just it's flow with it i think yeah. take the most out of it and uh, yeah because this game of life you need to know the rules and the rules says there is no perfection no perfect moment no perfect person no perfect uh, no. nothing you just you need to flow with it that's accept it. the the darkness and the light that's both it. polarities that's it in uh, anything and everything and that, that will always happen always yeah but i think being true to ourselves oh I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you Joe so Bailey. much. It was amazing. Oh. <laughs> I I felt that I've done this interview from my heart to your heart and oh. our hearts, our souls were yeah. talking, doing the speaking. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. Oh, thank, thank you, you for all the amazing work you were doing. Thank, thank you for coming and honoring me. Thank you today. Thank you. Empowered, our series of podcasts about women who went through hell and emerged empowered. Women who are alchemists and managed to turn pain into power. Empowered, our stories about awakening, healing and empowerment. Don't listen only for entertainment. Listen for inspiration and ignition. If you have a story to tell, let us know.